This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day, everybody. All right, we are back for another episode of Question Time. But before we get there, it is the final round of the Coltrane Cup. And uh, you're going to finish near the top, but you can't win because of the rules. The rules. You've been, oh, ham- you've been hamstrung. You're stuck. Uh, to be fair, we don't really want me winning. No. We don't. But it's it's a nice result. I, well, I can come third. Uh, Pretty much, I can't ever take Campo. You can now. you can come third. So the issue for you and Nick Campton is that you both have to pick the Bulldogs this week. And our outright leader, Matt Duggan, also has to pick the Bulldogs this week. So you cannot catch him. Yeah, I can't. And then other people aren't. But I can finish between like third... And I can still slide down to about seventh or eight, depending. I don't know what everyone else has to. You haven't looked through like how many have to also pick the bulldogs or have to pick. I know I haven't. Someone else's like, shit. Like but... there's some people who won one one win behind me. Oh, there we go. So Sam, he's who, who's Sam? Sam Stevens, probably. We have there many. Sam's. He's he's a good shot. He's picked the bulldogs before. Uh, he's behind me. He picked the bulldogs at like four rounds ago. So he's a great shot of leapfrogging me this week. There you go. Yeah. So. Um, but I put it somewhere between only, third and only fifth. two people can win, and those two people are Matt and um, Jason, who uh, listeners of the show will remember from our preseason Warriors podcast because he has left his own team, the Warriors, till last. Um, they both play on Sunday, so basically, what he needs to finish first is for the Warriors to win and the Bulldogs to lose, and for the combined margins of those two games to be sixty. 63, 63 points. It's not unrealistic, but it's, it's a not, big swing. Well, considering the Titans might have had their finals chances completely ruined by the time that game takes place, they might do some weird shit with their team by Sunday. We don't yeah, they probably win by 40 in that instance, they'll win the Titans. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but regardless, um, yeah, so there's not much we have to talk about in terms of our picks this week. I have to pick the Warriors. You have to pick the Bulldogs. And that's all there is to it. Yeah, because I know so there's a, I'm only one win ahead of a lot, but I know a lot of that pack I'm ahead of haven't picked the Bulldogs, so they have to. And then obviously some other guys in that pack are like 100 plus points behind me on for and against. So but they could catch you if the dogs get tossed. They, they, they could me, but it could be. But essentially I'm playing defense. Yeah, I've got a, um additional nice little prize for the first place game. We're not going to announce it yet. We'll, we'll be placing that order once we know who wins. Did, on top of it is a good prize. On top of the one. previously announced prizes, yes. But um, Yes. And then, yeah, we'll see where I finish and we'll send Steins to all yeah. those people. And, and again, um, once again, uh, we will work out if they want a replacement for grand final tickets or if they just want to kick that can down the road until next year. So we'll see. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, and Nick Campton probably would have... Won the whole thing if he uh, just didn't pick the Raiders that week. <laughs> uh, we told him it was very stupid at the time. Yes. And did he pick them the rest of the year? I don't think he did, did he? No. But also, I want to point out, I told him that he had to get creative last week. I said, you got to take a risk. Take the Bulldogs against the Knights and take the Dragons in the last week. And look at this yeah. now. The Dragons are playing a reserve-grade Rabbitohs team. Yeah. At worst, it could have been two losses with better for and against. Yep. Should have listened to me. Because the Manly one wasn't that bad for and against for, for a Bulldogs loss. Yeah. 
And then this week, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I took the dragons, but you, you were right. Like he probably could have, and our, our mate Campo Spartan than that. He could have, could have predicted. We, t- we, we outlined the scenario. We're like, the dragons are shit, but you don't want to gamble it on them winning. Like you yeah. want to, you want to. And, and again, for me, I'm playing, I've been playing defense. I'm not trying to win it. I'm trying to not lose it. You know, yeah. I'm trying not to go down the exactly. ladder. Spots. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, he had a good run. And uh, once again, his blind faith in the Canberra Raiders has, has failed him. Uh, and so sh- it won't be the last then. time that happens. Looking forward to doing it again next year. Hopefully some more people. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get more people uh, on board next year. We had a hundred plus. Um, we'll be doing it. Th- hope we'll be hopefully got some sort of um, gateway set up on our uh, soon to be coming uh, website for next year, which will make everything a lot easier. We don't have to do it through a Google sheet and stuff. So we'll see. And and one thing, by the way, is that our good friend, Matt leading the comp was one and two after three weeks. That's incredible. A lot of people gave up. Yeah. And I get it. Like, well, but, you know, there's a few people that go up to like two or three losses as well, but it shows like he pretty much had the perfect season from then. Like he hasn't lost and he took some risks and he's gone all the way up. Like, cause he wasn't even like up the ladder until that Tigers week. And the Tigers, the Tigers zag was just eyes up footy. It was. Oh, and that's the man him. who understood the concept. Cause yeah, what was the worst thing if that was wrong? He was down the ladder. Genius. Yeah, but that's, that's when you've got to try and identify like an obvious pick that people are going to do. And you just go the other way and take the chance. And it worked out for yeah. him. Good on him. All right. Let's get into the questions. Are you serious? <laughs> We're going to have me of questions. Okay. Question time. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. If you want to get your question answered. Uh, first question, good friend Josh Brandon. Reasons to root for or against the title contenders? Let's say just the top six. For All example, right. Penrith entertaining an attack for against fake injuries win penalties. All right, let's <laughs> let's try to keep it brief on each of these because we'll have a proper finals yeah. preview next week. But uh, Storm, no redeeming qualities at all <laughs> well it's for me it's um, like like they're an entertaining team but for most no, people joking. it's very hard to find a four isn't it like it no is. i mean look i um them winning doesn't annoy me because their fans are relatively rational mm. and well, they don't have a whole lot of them in terms for of like, the storm is you're cheering against panthers roosters Rabbitohs, seagulls eels that's why you're for the storm they are just like the necessary evil that stops the teams you actually hate from having nice things. Yes. They are. So. And against them, they keep fucking winning. They don't deserve it. They and they cheat a lot. They cheat. But yeah. Um, yeah. Panthers. Um, them, they are actually entertaining. Play really good football. Haven't won in a long time. A lot of likable players on their team. Yeah. Uh, against. Uh, Haven't won a, a very unlikable. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fan base of lunatics, uh, yes. absolute crybabies. Um, they be it's more fun watching them lose a big game than win one because of that nuts fan base. Yep, I agree. If they um, weren't nuts, I'd enjoy them more. I do. I again, I actually don't care who wins the comp. Like, I really just it doesn't keep me up at night. Like at this point, no, it never has, mate. Like even the roosters or like whoever win grand finals, it's like that's fine. Who cares? Um, yeah. Souths. I mean. Four and again, uh, fours. Let's see. Um, Wayne Bennett will solidify his status as the goat. Um, Adam I'll Reynolds, be happy. Farewell. Um, you guys want to see me happy? We'll, there'll be an amazing podcast the day after the grand final. If Souths do win, I'll probably be out on night drinking. Well, not out, but be up on night drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll drink somewhere. Yeah, we'll work it out. Um, or just be on my own balcony by myself. But regardless, that'll be fun. Um, mm. Uh, cons, it'll be sad to see Latrell Mitchell sitting in the stands when we win. 
Um, can't think uh, of any other cons. Cons. No, seeing someone's dick in red film was entertaining. Yeah, it was. Well, that <laughs> won't happen this time, though, because it's lockdown. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, because I'm, I'm pro Wayne. So it's very hard for me to find South cons this year. I was in past around to find it cons easily, but yeah, seems a lot more, fans. especially with the troll suspended. I, I love the troll, but I know a lot of people don't. And I think without him there, like there aren't really a lot of hateable players on this team now, apart from Cody Walker, who again, uh, people, I, I also yeah, love. But, yeah, I, I don't think it's like I couldn't stand that prior South team that won the comp because I was so sick of hearing about the Burgess boys. Yeah. And I was like that whole, it's gone now, but when they did done concept of them talking over games and stuff, like, ugh, yeah, it yeah, was that's forced fair. down my throat and it's not forced down my throat. But now. like, you look at the so, guys in that team, like guys like Damian Cook, Cam Murray, Alex Johnston, they're all pretty universally liked players. Uh, Benji Marshall, yeah. obviously. I mean, that's the biggest pro of all. Benji Marshall winning another premiership. That'd yeah. be amazing. Uh, Manly. Um, uh, it would cap off one of the best individual seasons of all time. Yeah, that's it. Against, uh, it would solidify not being one of the best individual seasons of all time. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I mean, no, it wouldn't. It'd still be up there, but yeah. Uh, reason I don't like, I'm like for them. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like they they play some decent attacking footy, taking advantage of the rules, and they're and they're pretty entertaining with the ball. But I don't like like people know I don't like uh, DCE or Jake Turbo or similar. I actually have players. Individually, there's probably least less players I like on that team than any of the other contenders. I like I like fair. Josh Schuster and I like Ola Schuster, Olakowatu, Handsome Ruben, Tom, and I and Tommy's awesome. But like I'm yeah. not like I'm not a Tommy Stan. You know, I was I've been a Tommy Stan since the moment he foot raced that guy and hurt himself. Heroic. Eels. <laughs> uh, um, my nan will be happy. Um, that's for, it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's actually Eels. I feel like I don't want to win either. Now, now we say that. Um, I don't like seeing Mitch Moses happy. No one does. Against um, you get to see Mitch Moses cry on the field again. That's fun. Big, that's big. Yeah. Um, uh, that's it really. Um, the against Roosters, Parramatta, the one of those teams that are just more entertaining as a neutral when they're in crisis. They just are. I like Parramatta. Like, I know, but as a neutral fan, right? They're 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 a team that responds to the crisis in terms of they're not a very comfortable front runner. Yeah. Being in this spot of where they are now, like frustrating, is where they belong. That's where they get the most media coverage, the most chat about them. That's just like Parramatta's best spot. So uh, another pro would be appropriate for Peter Sterling's sign off from the Nine yeah. Network after this long being an Eels premiership. I think that would be pretty poetic. Yeah. The Roosters, right? I'd be pro at winning the comp with like it would 17 be just players out. The most <laughs> ridiculous coaching feat in history if they won. Yeah. Cons, it's the yeah. Roosters. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that's that's it. But and you wouldn't get to see the Morris boys lift the trophy. Well, I'm quite surprised. That, well, Josh Morris is back, but this this te- this week's team, like they've got like six troops back, and all of a sudden it doesn't look that bad again. It's like oh, that it's all right. That Josh Morris in the centers, Ikevali back on the wing, uh, Lachlan Lambs at halfback because they're doing that Sam Walker bench thing. But the packs now: Hargreaves, uh, Takiaho, Crichton, Tupanua, and uh, Isaac Liu. Like that's not bad now. It's all right. Yeah, but yeah. Can we play them in the second week of the finals? I don't know. Like, it could actually don't know. Like, well, you guys obviously you can still you can't finish. Is it bracketed in or does it reseed? I actually don't know. It's bracketed in, right? So it's what two, three versus six, seven, or is it confused here? I don't know. I'm asking, like, on the off chance that um, 
like does it matter who the highest ranked loser and winner is or is it just like these four teams are in this mini bracket these four teams are in this mini bracket i don't know yeah i'm pretty sure it's it, it's like it's just flips like it's like yeah so we just play the winner of six seven first, so we will play them yeah first v fourth year plays fifth v eight and then it's like you play winner of six v seven so if the roosters if you lose roosters win it's week two yeah i mean great that would be annoying yeah. if we lost that we probably wouldn't though yeah, well, I guess the, the Roosters can still finish fifth. Yeah, but um, it's, I think it's the most, Raiders it's, will beat them. It's most likely, yeah, it's most likely the Eels lose to Penrith. Well, they with the team they put out, fuck me. Yes, yes. And Penrith exactly. are full strength and, as well. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's most likely they lose to Penrith. And and by how much, who knows? Like it, That's actually Roosters true. Could, the Roosters could lose and still leapfrog Parramatta. Yeah, You're right. It's a 26-point difference, which is large. Uh, that would make me extremely happy to not have to play the Roosters in week two. Like To not even have that be a possibility of playing the Roosters yeah. on Manly in week two would make me very happy. So it hopefully uh, Penrith curb stomp Parramatta. Anyway, next question. Six again says... 2021 draw was reversed. E.g., round 25 was round 21, uh, round one, round two was round 25. Okay. Yeah. Do the changes that leaves what do the changes that leaves e.g. Parramatta have a tough start, Newcastle Tigers a fairly soft result, and a significantly different eight? Or is it likely to fall out the same over 25 rounds? Okay, well, so if their draw was flipped, would the results be different? Well, we never really know this about Parramatta, right? Do they do they just run out of steam or is it because they play good teams at the back end of the season seemingly every year? I don't know. It's more of, it's like a chicken and the egg thing, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to see them start. Like, I don't know. It's a bit different. Like Parramatta bar the storm. They pretty much won the games they're supposed to and lost the games they're supposed to. Yeah. Like it's hard to see flip to be much different. Um, The Knights, I don't know. The Knights just, again, they were, they were without troops for a long time. So flipping the season, it might be different for them, but not kind of really. They kind of played the same teams either side. Like they played like the Bulldogs, Warriors, Tigers, Dragons, Titans, Sharks early. They didn't hit good teams till mid-year. So if you flip them around, no matter what, they're going to have the same kind of injury and season layout. So I don't know. Who else could it really change? Well, Souths would have Latrell Mitchell for the end of the year. <laughs> if you lift it that way, but yeah, I'm just trying to think if it, I don't know. I think that the draw does play a part, obviously, and, oh, and players are fit and everything plays a part. But I don't know if drastically results will change a lot flipping it. Maybe um uh like the dragons, maybe things change because they had a good start, but also like they beat, you know, Manly when they sucked. If you flip their season now, they put they get done by Manly by 50 with three rounds to go. That is probably worse off. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Yeah. And uh, next question, Paul Mack. South and East generally play each other in round one or two. What are the odds they meet in round four next year? Okay. So first of all, fuck you, because this implies that we're getting knocked out in the second week of the finals. Yeah. So don't like that. Uh, second of all, uh, they can play each other in round one because if Souths go round twenty-five, lose to Penrith, beat Parramatta. Beat Melbourne, beat Penrith again, World Club Challenge. Latrell's back for round one, so don't worry about it. Well, they've played the last few years. They've played round three, and then and then what, 2019 or 18, you didn't play for ages. Yeah, was that the year we played them in round six and then like round yeah, 10 or something? Something weird? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think you probably uh, – I think you'll be looking at a 
Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, they'll return. 100% schedule it for the week that Latrell Mitchell is coming back. Yes. But again, that will be week one. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul Mack, another good question. He says, Jason Tamalolo's had the worst season, his worst season since coming into first grade. Whose fault is it? Todd Payton's new rules or JT himself? Um, it's probably a combination of all three, but mm-hmm. it is a, it, it's probably been a sort of an underrated and forgotten storyline that perhaps the rule changes haven't really favored him as great as he is. Like he's not exactly the prototypical player to work under the new yeah. rules that we had for the first half of the year. Um, people didn't really talk about it, to be honest. Um, well, because it's because he plays for the Cowboys. Yes, that is true. <laughs> but like, yeah, like we talked about it repeatedly, just like how the new rules had sort of screwed Jake Tavojevic over a little bit, but just didn't get talked yeah. about for JT at all. Well, sorry, the other JT. But um, uh, yeah, uh, obviously Peyton fucking around, putting on an edge, putting on the bench, all that stuff yeah. didn't help. Broke his hand, what, two or three times? And yeah, that, like, that didn't help either. So he hasn't, he's strung together what between like round, he's strung, they had like six games in a row, but pretty much he hasn't strung the game, games together most of the season. Yeah. And right. then, yeah, they, they fucked with his role. And it's just a lot of, a lot of that garbage combined, as you said. I think, I think it's there, but I, I will argue it's not JT's worst year in first grade. It's his worst year at lock, I'll say. But he was like, remember the first couple of years of his career, he was like this wasted potential edge back rower. It was weird. And then he, yeah. he didn't really move to the middle, what, till like 20, like 13, 14. Like he was a bench player. Actually, he was still, even 2014, was he, he was still kind of on the edge. So like he was in first grade from like 2010. <laughs> like he's been in first grade forever, but he didn't move to the middle for a while. And uh, we forget that he was like floundering beforehand. But yeah, it's definitely his worst year since like 2014. Yeah, right. Well, he played um, first grade when he was what, 18? Yeah. It's crazy. But, like, he was good on the weekend against the Dragons. I just think there's a bit of – I think that's probably the best role for him moving forward. Even if they want to get 13 on his back, is probably they need a lighter guy in the middle as well. They can't carry three Giants. And most teams yep. have figured that out, but the Cowboys have, like, a million Giants. More helium, less Cohen-Hess. Yes, yes. Uh, well, le- like, they had Ruben Cotter at lock in that game with him at prop. But yeah, I, well, I just looked at you, been- right. JT's first year properly playing lock was 2015 when they won the comp. So. Yeah, he 2014, the back half of the year. He played he it for there. like the last four games in 2014. Yeah. And then, yeah, first year properly was 2015. So, yeah. And then he was automatically the best middle in the competition, you know, because <laughs> it was just like they're just wait, wasting him, not putting him there for ages. But um, it's been an interesting year and he's 29 next year. So he, it's going to be interesting to see you now with the, with the age. He's still an athletic freak, but the age, the contract, the, the potential happiness of him up there. He's like, what's going to happen next year? Because um, I don't think they'll. T- no, I don't think fans will ever turn on Tamalolo up there. No way. Oh no way. Like, they haven't turned on Felt still. You know, they're pretty good, good loyal, but uh, it does end up carrying. If he, you know, if he doesn't get back to some of his best football, you are carrying a large contract and not getting the return on cash there. But I think he'll be back. Well, and I also think he's the, been the, the sort of peeling back of the six agains will help him anyway. So yeah, that's it. But definitely, yeah, had some defensive issues this year. But oh well. Mm. Uh, M says, inspired by the great servo ice cream vote on Twitter, what is your favorite ice cream s- servo ice cream? Yeah. And then is oh. there an unfrozen snack you'll reach for first instead? Should we just do like a, let's just do like a draft for four picks each. Okay. Do you want to go first or second? You can go first. All right. Well, Maxi Bond's the number one pick. Yes. Okay. Obviously. So are we now, are we doing variants or just base? Like, are we doing? I think just base. It's otherwise too confused. Otherwise, like, Four different maxi bonds are the first four picks. Well, well, well I do feel yeah, I honeycomb feel like is he, the best maxi bond. 
I actually like caramel the most. There you go, with the waves in it. So you yeah, fair point. Yeah, but, but let's I just, just simplify it and just make it all. I get all the maxi bombs. Okay, well that, that's 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 a problem, obviously, because that's obviously by far and away number one for the two people here. Number yeah. one by a distance. Uh, people would argue for the gay time in this spot, mm. but if I'm getting a range of ice creams, oh, yep. it's a magnum range, is what I'm taking. Yeah, that's that's the, I think that's the and your number and your number two pick. Yeah, magnum. That's it. No, but you snake space. Snake, you get another one. Oh, I get two picks. Yeah. So this is also hard. Okay, we have magnum. Am I? I'm not in capture. Like connoisseurs, right? Kind of similar, but like. Okay, what are we? Am I? Am I able to go connoisseur? You can take backup? them if you want. No, I might leave him, but I do think there's arguments that cookies and cream connoisseur. No, they're good. They are good. Is exceptional, and I actually might reach for that over a magnum. So yeah, that's fair. The, just the full magnum range is stronger than the full connoisseur range. I think. Yeah, the actually, one with the caramel in it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this is hard. Then okay, I, I will take uh, gay time on the way back. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm taking waste bars. Waste bars. Mate, waste bars go hard. And they've been a big waste guy. Oh, fair enough. Uh, and this one is this is this is tough because Magnum was obviously my next pick, and then Gay Time as well. So mm. um, it's a tough one, but I'm gonna have to go with Paddle Pops, the classic. I don't know the last time I bought a Paddle Pop at a servo because that top tier is so strong. Yeah, it's like. I've had paddle pops, like someone brings a box out somewhere or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at a, a servo, it's yeah, it's a very it's be a very empty freezer for me to grow a paddle pop, I reckon. That's fair. So I will take but, a way back up. But yep. you also yep. get the paddle pop shake thing that came in the tub. Yeah. Well that, the spoon. Uh, this, that was one of the egregious things on this list that the um we didn't the get the the Milo in the there. The Milo shake was great. Obviously I can't eat them anymore, but Milo shakes yeah. were fantastic. Uh, I'm taking connoisseur then on the way okay. back. That's that's I'm happy. You're going with that. chocolate and heavy, no fruit. Well, I'm not. I'm actually not big on the fruit ice cream. Yeah, fair, fair. Like I'm just not. I'm not big on waste bars. I'm not big on um ice blocks at all. So I'm not big yep. on any of the splices for the same reason. Yeah, fair. Uh, I thought about so splice, but no. Nah. You got one uh, more. So and then then they're not as good as you know. I you you, know, you remember them being, but I'll take cornettos. Yeah, fair. They're, uh, they, I don't know. Then I always thought drumsticks were better than cornettos, but yeah, it's, maybe I've got a mixed up. One of them shit drumstick now. is, is drum the Peter's now. Uh, well, I obviously don't know now, but there's a vegan drumstick. There's not a vegan cornetto, so I'm a drumstick guy. You're a drumstick guy. I can't. I'm trying to remember which one's the shit one. One of them. You're right. There's one that's much better than the other. I think drumsticks that, are better, but I can't remember. But surely not, because cornetto's streets. No, no, so. no. I think cornetto's better. I think drumsticks are the one that are too sweet, and cornetto's mm, are the better ones. Uh, my, la- my last pick, Calippos. Yeah, see, Calippo, that's one of the ones if it's like a steaming hot day. Yeah. What could go wrong? Obviously, you'd never buy a Zupa from a servo, but obviously yeah. that would be near the top if, if they were in play, yeah. but you wouldn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Also, not a, not a Frosty Fruits guy either. Though. I don't like the full love ice block on a stick. Love Frosty Fruits. But again, that's more of a, that's more a buy, that's, a, that's more of a buyer box than at Woolworths. Yeah. I don't mind frosty fruits, right? But it's like you, if I was tossing that and clipper up, it's clipper every yeah, day. Yeah, you, you're not getting your, you're not getting your value from a three dollar frosty fruit from the servo. You're just not. You're not. You're not. But yeah, a box of bonds is is still like by far and away number one. Oh, the and, day they make a vegan maxi bond will be well, like top. Haven't 10. they made like gay time maxi bonds now? I feel like that's a thing. 
I don't, I don't know. But they there's vegan, there's, there's vegan Magnum, there's vegan Drumstick, there's vegan uh, Ben and Jerry's, but no Maxi One yet. I'm sure it'll come. They, they call it the Gay Time Sanger. Oh, I have seen that. I tried I that. I think there. I think I tried that once before I was before, when I was just vegetarian. I think I remember it just being like fine. I remember it not being amazing. Yeah. But but the one of the, the gay time is one of those ice creams though that I do know when like foreigners have it. They're like, fuck, this is a this is great. Like this Aussie thing. It's one yeah. of the things I remember. Whereas like other things like there is ice cream sandwiches in other countries and so on. The gay time is like mm. iconic in that regard. Anyway, next good, good question, M. Sam Stevens, let's say you are the coach of either the Raiders or the Sharks. The team has come eighth by the end of regular season. You're in the finals. Your new rule is coming where you can pick an extra four players on loan from your squad just to the finals. For, from any of the teams, eight teams have missed out in the finals. Who do you choose and how far does your team go in the finals? Uh, do you want to do the Raiders and I'll do the Sharks? Do you want to do a draft again? <laughs> <laughs> we can, but in this case, we can both pick no, the same work. guys. So, yeah, we can. Um, so if I'm taking the Sharks, I think... Um, I think no disrespect to my boy, Tricky Trindle, but um, you've got to get an upgrade at halfback there. The issue is, though, that there's not a whole lot of halfbacks outside the top eight. Can I take, can I, is it cheating to take guys who are injured? That's that's a tough one, hey, because I obviously have my, my, my pick. Well, number ben, one for- ben Hunt would have been the guy I picked for the Sharks. Uh, is that cheating? I, I, it might be. Okay. Well, let's just say it is because right, it's right, online right. for this That's finals. Fine. He's out. Well, in that case, I'm bringing Chad Tetno. Um, so <laughs> I think they're fine at fullback. I think Will Kennedy is a very much an above average fullback. I don't think they need Reese Walsh, who you might be tempted to take. Um, I do think that they definitely are a little bit weak up top. So I would be taking Payne Haas. Absolutely. He'd be slotting in there ahead of Aaron Woods at prop. <laughs> Big shot. Just, I, I know, tough one. Um, they're probably okay at hooker. I think Braley's all right. So I don't think you need to go. I don't think you need to waste one of those picks taking one of those guys. Um, I, I would be, I'm if I'm looking around, if I need someone in the backs, I might just bring Val Holmes home. Uh, you can put him yeah. somewhere in the back line. Um, and then, yeah, there's no one from the dragons that you're really interested in. Right. Like not really. Um, there's not really, we got Payne Haas already. There's not a whole lot of, it's not a whole lot elsewhere. I mean, you almost probably take Jamal Fogarty. Yeah. Um, and then I'd probably take David Fafita. Yeah. So for, for, for the Raiders, the, the thing we've got there, that the players, like if I was, everyone's fit and you've got like four players to pick outside the top eight for any side, you're probably picking like Payne Haas, uh, Ben Hunt, um, Tony Stagg sort of Raiders particularly, but like a lot of these guys aren't available. And whilst I think Payne Haas should be the first pick, the drag, the Raiders don't really need to address that first. No. Papali and T- uh, Tarpane have been fantastic. So n- number one, you haven't got Ben Hunt. They need a halfback. Bad. Ben Hunt's not there, as we said. And you start looking through the list, you're like, geez, like the Warriors have Townsend. I think it's Fogarty. The Bulldogs have Flano. The, the Tigers have Brooks and Dewey's out too. Could have been an option. Mr. Yeah, I, I would have picked Dewey as well. But I think it's Fogarty and maybe Harris Tavita because I don't love Fogarty, but I think he goes there. Uh, they need a good goal kicking center, Bungard. They, they, they need one of those. So Zach Lomax <laughs> okay. is going there. And so you've really you've already filled two holes all right there that where Chris is playing 
and we're Frawley's playing, you're pretty happy. You could probably go an edge back rower and then maybe a middle still. So you you are going to draft in David David Fafita there. And then you're looking at the the middle and you just like you it's Painhaas or Tamalolo. And on form I'm taking Painhaas and we're moving Tarponay back to lock. And then that Raiders team was looking pretty fucking stacked for a yeah. finals run. They make the prelims, I think, with that team. Yeah, I, like, I, and, and Reese Walsh just doesn't make either side. They don't need him, you know? Nah, they don't. Will Kennedy's fine. Um, yeah, yeah I think you, you get you get Val in there to replace Herodi, probably. Yeah. Um, Trindle's out. Fogarty's in. Put Aaron Woods on the bench with Payne Haas starting. And then, yeah, uh, Dave, Dave Fafita comes in for Teague Wilton. You're still a little bit weak in, at Connor Tracy at center, but, you know, the rest of that back line, Kennedy, right. Katoa, Ramey and and then Val Holmes with Moylan and Fogarty. That's a pretty good back line. You've got Handsome Toby and Payne Haas as the engine room. Braley's a good hooker. Fafita and Nakora on the wings. Jack Will Jack Williams at lock. I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. that was that Raiders team is pretty good now too. Watch Nickel Clock start fullback. Uh Smith Shields on one wing. I think he's been good enough for a part of the other. Matt Tomoko's been good in the centers. Zach Lomax, the other one, Whiten, and then Fogarty. God, if Ben Hunt was fit, they decided yeah, to be right. sick. He's the obvious <laughs> number one pick if he's fit. But. Yeah, and then the front row, we have Papali's there with Hodgson, and then we'll put Haas there because Tarpanay's gone back to lock. And then Dave Fafina and Whitehead in the back row. That is a, a strong side. I think both those teams are pretty solid. Um, yeah. yeah. They still don't beat – I still don't think they beat South Melbourne or Penrith. No. No. Uh, Hamish Neal, how many of the spine players in the Tigers v Bulldogs game are also starting in this corresponding match in 2022? This is a great question. It might be um, none. It, so it's just for this match, right? Yeah, so, although you're playing around 25 next year. Yeah, yeah, so I'm pulling it up now. So for the Tigers, you've got Embi, Madden, Brooks, and Little. For the Dogs, you've got Meany, Wakeham, Kyle Flanagan, and Katoa. I think, um, yeah. Brooks? I'm going one. Brooks? Uh, I'm betting on one of Madden or Brooks. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, wait, is Jackson Hastings going to be playing hooker or? No, he probably might be playing in the heart. Who knows? Do his well, knee now. Well, then like, won't Little just be there? No, there's right, Jake Sim can probably have his job by that point. Okay. He's on the bench in this game, so we'll see. Um, yeah. Mbai obviously won't be there. Um, uh, they've signed 43 fullbacks for next year. So Nick Meany is probably no chance of being anywhere near yeah. that jersey. Um, Carl Flanagan, obviously no shot. I think um, Avarillo Slim and Matt Burton will be the halves next year. So neither Wake and Flanagan will be there. And then, yeah, Katar, are they going to just run it back with Marshall King? What are they doing there? Um, the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, Marshall King, like he, when he's fit, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So yeah, and beyond one, the uh, uh, Odo is down on there. One or one or two is probably the answer. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Uh, Alex Yojikomi. <laughs> I haven't got a question. I just want you two to talk about how good Isaiah Papali'i is. Oh, he's I'm fantastic. He's so good. We backed him to be one of the signings of the year at the start of the year. He's been great. Mm, he was always been a fan. He just dunked all over the storm last week. Um, I like the Parramatta fans are getting starting to like this is good. It's healthy to like is it's it is objectively fucked that pretty much all year I sat here every week when my team won by 50 points every week just going, no, we can't really win anything though. It's kind of pointless. And it's just yeah. good. It's good to have hope. It's good that South fans are hopeful. It's good that Parramatta fans are hopeful. It's good that Manly fans are hopeful. Roosters fans, not I mean, so much, but you know, um, this is good. Just what a disaster release that was by the Warriors. I know 
it's not always that easy as that, but he didn't really want to leave. They didn't know how to use him, but any position he's played in for the Eels, he's killed it. And also, he's only fucking 22. <laughs> like, he's played 86 games at 22 because he debuted young, and they gave up on him like he was a 25-year-old, 26-year-old retread, the Warriors did. Insane. But uh, they've oh. played Kane Evans at prop like for like 19 games this year. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> but yeah. Massive, like, That's I know you don't like spider charts, but that Kane Evans, yeah. Kane Evans, Isaiah Papali spider chart that rugby league I test posts every couple of weeks just makes me laugh every time. No, they're terrible for real analytics. They're fun. They're good for memes like that. Yeah, they're terrible in the actual space, but that's all right. He knows what he's doing. But yeah, Papali has been one of the signings of the season, and like he'll get paid the next deal he gets. But whatever, you know, I don't know if we will leave the Eagles because I, I feel like he probably feels that this is they know how to use me and they give me opportunity here and he'll probably hang around which is good like he has been just from the the first game when he came off the bench he was immense against Brisbane started in round three and it hasn't been a blip it has been all 23 fucking games he's been awesome yeah he's been their standout player by a mile I think which you know in a team with Mitch Moses Clint Gutherson Reid Marnie and it's not easy to do Mike Asilo as well he's just been better than all of them so last one on Patreon oh Cam Beswick this is a hard one Favorite Alex Glenn moment, be nice. Oh, I had a little laugh with him at the media day before the season started this year. He's a nice fella. Um, that's that's it for me. Don't really have any fond <laughs> memories of him on the field because I'm not a Broncos fan, but Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because like the last years are so tarnished, but in his younger days when he could actually move, and it wouldn't be a single moment, but it was a lot of his career. He did score that try, not a great moment, but that try with Nathan Gardner, like it was a kick from like 50 out from Lockyer. And it was just one of those on drifting. And Nathan Gardner was like swinging at it with his hands, trying to push it over. <laughs> like, why win? And he just watched Alex Glenn run in and put that down. I'll never forget that because I was, um, I think you might be able to see me on the background on the TV of that one, but I was at the, the ground for that in Cronulla. But uh, I wouldn't say it's a particular moment because he hasn't had the big wins or the big forms and big gains, but just that couple of years there when he was like that edge back rower slash center. You know, when we had that rotation of like him, Ben Teo, and Matt Gillett, and those guys, and it, what 2012 he scored 13 tries in that rotation. I think that's like my best movie of him will be those couple of years. They weren't the best team, but it was fun watching like Glenn, Thayday, uh, Teo, all those guys rotate for um, Gillette, rotate for a couple of years. At one point, the Broncos bench was Ben Hunt, Josh McGuire, Ben Teo, and Matt Gillett. And that was like obviously a good bench, but that's just a like a pretty good bench. They were just a fun. Team. They they didn't win shit. They got smashed in the the qualifying final by the Cowboys, but it was like a fun team to, despite like the post Lockyer era. And uh, I remember I remember those good years there when like when he was actually an athletic freak. But anytime a guy, it's not even the fact he's been poor the last couple of years. It, he's really petered out his career at Brisbane since like 2016. It's a long time now of like not. Being one of the you know one of the better Brisbane players to to go out on and maybe if I sit down and think longer I'll think about the better early memories but honestly I'm just just wait I'm just happy for it to be over yeah I do, <laughs> brutal but... it's true I feel sorry for him though they didn't make 300 games because um he only played eight games last year had injuries this year like he you know if he played the other 12 last year he still doesn't make it but he's on 284 now. He'll go close, and he's you know he, to fair play to him. The Broncos have a lot of those players on the um the the uh, list of uh, guys who've played over 200 first grade games and over 300 first grade games who've come through the club. 
But uh, Alex Glenn has slotted in. He's behind only Lockyer, Parker, and Thiday as uh, the, bron- uh, the fourth most capped Bronco. He overtook Michael Hancock a couple of weeks back. That's crazy. So, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, anyway, over right. on to Discord where I always get lost because I'm a spectator. All right, while you're finding the <laughs> – I'll do the shout-outs now because while you're finding the first question that wasn't asked last week – so, yeah, if you want to ensure that your question is read out, uh, you get access to our Discord server, entry into next year's Coltrane Cup, uh, merchandise, a ton of other stuff, go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. And a special thank you to Chris Abnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Donkey Dick, Frankie, Chase G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tone 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick O'Hearn. Thank you so much for your support and to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Yeah, that video of that councilman reading out all those moses like prank call names was unbelievable yeah. but yeah don don, don dick was my don favorite. dick was the pick of the bunch yeah. i think that was maddie mcp that changed his name so good on him good man uh okay over on to discord first question from the score sizzler he doesn't say what's the best but he says, what's the biggest thing you've stolen from the workplace on i assume way? this means monetary value not yeah, I don't like physically the lot. i have an answer not i have an answer not for me but for a co-worker for physically largest I have two different yeah. answers. So mm-hmm. one of them was like, used to have a couple of guys who I was mates with at McDonald's, their shifts every week. They Two of their shifts every week were like the storeroom shifts. These used to be called the walker shift so that you'd unload everything off the truck and put it in the storeroom, like all the dry stuff in the freezer, uh, all the dry stuff in the storeroom and all the, you know, the meat and the, the cafe stuff and all that other shit in the fridge or the freezer, right? So the big walk-in yeah. fridge and freezer. Um, one of my friends once stole like, several giant cardboard boxes of both meat and McDonald's cookies. Like I went to his house one day and like all these kitchen cupboards were filled with McDonald's cookies, like all of them. Perfect. Just incredible. Um, and then uh, an unnamed former guest host of this show, I'm not going to put on pass, um, aided and abetted uh, in stealing a barbecue and several other pieces of large equipment from Bunnings while that person worked there. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, like for me, like I've been in my current job for like six years yeah. and then, the two prior, I didn't really have the office jobs. I didn't really have like the last one. I was only there for like six to six to eight months before my current one. Didn't really think about it. Didn't bother. Just wanted to get out. And then before that, uh, that before that, the IT gear and stuff was so shit. That office had well, like people when I went there. This is still like ten years ago. But when I got there, I saw those big bubble screens oh. on some of the desks. It's like I don't want any of this stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, when I worked at Strike Bowling, managed some of those venues back in my day. Shout out to Strike. Uh, wasn't that I stole anything? Like a lot of the other guys took like bowling pins and stuff. I have none of that or bowling balls. Because what are you going to do with it? It sits on a table or some shit. You stole a Buck Hunter machine. Oh, that would have been great. And I never took grog, grog from there either because like as a manager, just drank anyway. I took li- I did steal limes a lot though. There That's you go. There's an admission. Uh, but what I did take, and it's not exactly stealing, but I used to have a racket with the local Hoyts and we'd trade, I'd go to the manager at Hoyts and I'd trade uh, bowling passes for movie passes. So he'd Good give deal. Uh, the movie passes to, to bowling passes to his staff and we'd give them to our staff. A, but in this instance, obviously I just gave me 
the movie passes and I kept bowling passes until I could no longer trade them. Because ah. <laughs> because they weren't they weren't like they were stamped. Like you know, some places yeah, stamped yeah. them to say, like strike bowling. The manager just signed it. No one was gonna check like the manager's signature. So I took a mat, massive fat sack of them, kept <laughs> trading them, and then one day it was like I went back to trade them again, and the manager was like, "Oh, we went to go use." Them. He didn't know I'd stop working upstairs. <laughs> He's like, "I went to go use those, and those are like you have different branding now. What the fuck have you done?" It's like, oh, caught in the act. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> um, the end of me. I left uh, that place like two um, years ago. <laughs> I biggest I stole a laptop charger. It's the biggest thing I've actually yeah. like kept from work. Um, um I, yeah. I feel like well, the current job, I have so much of the stuff from work at home. It's like I haven't stolen it yet. <laughs> but it's like the ultimate return, you know, shout out to my employees. The ultimate returning hundred percent of the things here, low. Yeah, fair. You know. Whatever, but no, you did it's um oh <sighs> My time, like that first place, I hated working there. Would have nicked something mm. if I thought there was anything worth nicking. Well, yeah, I worked at like uh, this is weird because like, isn't this this is really weird, right? So, um, McDonald's, right? They've had Monopoly how many times since we've, we've been alive? Like heaps, right? Like, heaps, like twenty. Yeah. So, the whole time I worked there, they ne- like yeah. I worked at McDonald's for I worked there from two thousand and five to 2010 or 11 right and the whole time i was there they never had it because i would have stolen sleeves of cups like i would have just stolen sleeves of cups in the fry shells like i would have taken so many of those but um you want to be there for like the five years they didn't do it (laughs) yeah no i legit was like um and obviously there's no way of tracking like the history of mcdonald's monopoly but like i would definitely have remembered like it being there because I would have stolen heaps of cups and I just never remember doing that. I stole a lot of um like World Cup and Olympic like glasses and stuff. Like I, got, I still have a shitload of those in my cupboard because they're good glasses. They're yeah. Coke glasses. Apart from this year's ones, they were bullshit. Not that I work there anymore, but oh my god, this year's ones like little. They don't even sit flat on the ground. Absolute little, garbage. They don't sit flat. Oh yeah, I want this spherical glass that wobbles precariously on my table. What a great idea. Um. So yeah, yeah but had they had had McDonald's had the monopoly while I'd worked there. I would have just stolen so many cups, but they didn't. So say love you. Well, there you go. That's unfortunate, mate. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think. And I worked at a restaurant in my teens and I worked, oh, Wendy's, I took a fuckload of ice cream. Yeah, which again, like, is fine. Like if you work at a, you can't steal money, but you can steal yeah. as much food as you want. Actually, that before we move on, that reminds me of really, I, have I told this story before? I don't remember. Um, so back when I worked at McDonald's, like you were supposed to like sign in and out of the cash register when you started your shift, right? But Mm. It was really lax. Have I told this before? You can stop me if I have. I don't think so. Okay, cool. Um, but no one did it, right? Like no one, no one signed in and out of their cash register. You just like started your shift, did your job, and went home, right? So like sometimes registers would be logged in for like days at a time as a certain person, and sometimes they yeah. would be logged out when you got on and you just punch in your employee number and away you go. Anyway, I remember there was this. Like I got along really well with like every manager by this one guy who like sort of became one of the new managers while I was there. Like he wasn't like a previous worker. He came in from external and it was one of those ones that actually cared about the job. Like, you know, oh, those fuckers. No. Yeah. Backers too. Like, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Like, have fun and serve shit food. The worst people on earth. Um, and I remember I, I got called in at the end of my shift once I was about, I was, I was I clocked off. I'd, I'd gotten changed back into my street clothes. I was leaving and he calls me into the office and um, 
he's like, all right, Matt. So we got, he shuts the door and like the, the other manager who was also like him, like the only two that were fuckwits were both on this day. So it'd been a terrible shift. And um, he's like, so Matt, um, your register's down. And I, I was like, what do you mean my register's down? Like I've been in the back. I did my whole eight hour shift in the back. Like I cooked food the entire time. I was here. I didn't go to the front where the registers are at all. What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, well, you, you know, but it was, it was logged in as you. So someone's got to be held accountable. And I was like, <laughs> I, I just like, I didn't know. I was just like stunned. I was like, go ahead, mate. I was like, do you understand that I haven't gone? Not only have I not touched any money today, I've not gone into the area of the restaurant where the cash registers are. And he's like, yes. yeah, yeah, I get that. But you know, like it's in your name. Someone's got to be held accountable. I'm like, right. So check the cameras and see no, who you. was on the cash register. No, and then you. I just and then I just walked out. I was I'm like, "Fuck yeah. off!" Like, what do you mean? Have a think of it, mate. I have to take, be held accountable. Listen, you're 22 year old who thinks fuck you're the CEO of some business you manage it, Mac. Mac is fuck off. <laughs> just fuck off. Like, I mean, this was just before I quit, like maybe a couple of months. So I didn't like tell yeah. him to fuck off, but I was just like, "Dude, I'm not sitting here for this. Like, I didn't steal anything. See ya." Um, and I would never steal money. I stole food all the time, but I'd never steal money. Actually, that reminds me. Do you agree with this? This is my general observation in pretty much every job I've ever had. It's like. The managers just above you are way bigger fuckwits than like the big, big bosses. Like a hundred percent. Like I remember like the CEO of McDonald's Australia came in one day and I was like, oh, hey man, what's up? And he was like, oh, hey, not much. What's your name? Like we had a, like a chat and like my store manager was like mortified that I was like, hey man. <laughs> and but the, the guy himself was like chill. Like he was a, he was a yeah. good dude. And there was the same at like Fox and stuff. Like uh, most of the guys directly above me were really nice, but one was an absolute prick. And but then like, the CEO, uh, Patrick Delaney, or his name is, I had like a couple of run-ins with him at work and he was like really nice both times I spoke to him. I think that's just always how it is, right? Uh, not, yeah. I mean, when I was at Strike, I, I had a good, I had an relationship with the COO for Christ's sake and the CEO from very early on working there and they're bigger business now. They run like half the bloody entertainment place you go to. They have like- Archie they Brothers that, and all that stuff. Archie yeah. Brothers and the, what's the party, putt putt one, I forget. Oh, holy moly. Yeah, but like there was a, a regional head who took herself too seriously, who was just like at that level forever. I'm worried these people don't understand that like you, I work so much harder for people that are nice to me and that believe in me and that trust me just to like do my work. Well, she actually ended up liking me a lot eventually that, that woman did because a lot of other people she hired were failures, you know? So mm. it was like, she, um, there was a person there uh, like they, well, someone robbed a safe there once, you know? Okay. That's an and actual crime. <laughs> that's someone that if that's the other manager of the venue and it's me, it's like, yeah, I'm probably going to get favoritism over that. <laughs> Yeah, but fair. Well, well, I didn't steal 17 grand. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I do love that though. Those little, the Macca's manager is particularly one because, like, I know people like enjoy working in fast food when you work at that age. It's the best similar. job when you're a teenager. The best. Until you hit that, when you get over it though, you were so over it so fast and you finally get to the point you're done with that shit. Like, this be one that didn't let us have the radio on when we're cooking and it was like, yeah. why? Like, who the Someone fuck cares? Yeah, nobody cares out there. Not one person. I used to, one thing as well, and I hate it as a, I don't know who ever came up with these things, but the scripts and Maccas don't really have a script, which is good. They don't annoy me when I go there, but whoever came up with the fast food script for the server, whoever thought that was good service, getting asked like 15 questions. The what, sorry? You know, like they have to ask you to offer you things. Like oh, script, that. Like, oh, yeah. I never, I, never, I never got told to do that, really. No, Maccas have never done that. They're yeah, right. You, know, okay. you go to places and they ask you if you're a loyalty member, if you want to sign oh, yeah, up, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, dickhead, I ordered one coffee. 
fuck off. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but like, I was like, bro, um, I wanna- bought this shirt. I'm not going to ever come back here. I don't want to sign up for like your loyalty club. So, so Wendy's is a dead franchise. I worked there when I was like 17, 18 and that's ice cream store. And they, they wanted you to offer like, but not offer, but give every, so every time a, a customer came to the counter or looking, you're supposed to like give a sample of ice cream, but just give it to them without them asking. Go, Hey, try some of this chocolate one. Oh, you know, I just post doing up outside that, Wendy's all day, but it's like doing that like 500 times a day. And then like asking them if they want to be like, you know, this and this and this. It's like, this is terrible service. Does Wendy's have a loyalty club? Well, Wendy's is like dead now, but yeah. it had like, you have like your car, your standing, whatever. But it's like, no one ever went to Wendy's and go, went, wow, that was amazing service. All right. So we, we could say if Wendy's just rebranded and just sold Quake Shakes, like yeah. they'd be fine. And if they did that cheap hot dog, they, they, we used to be busy when there was a shake and dog deal. It was like $5 for a shake yeah, and a hot good dog. Good deal. Good do, deal. It, do it year round. Just do it year round. Anyway, um, next with a lot, lot of time on fast food working. Next question. Uh, Brenton Sloan, what happened to Wayne Pierce to make him want to destroy the game of rugby league? Uh, we can't really answer this, but yeah. Uh, his, his, his son's career. <laughs> Fuck, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, if you, that's it. If he can't get in touch, nobody gets to. Yep, fair. <laughs> fair, fair. He's going to ban knock-ons soon. Uh, Justin says Lachlan Lewis stealing speakers. What a great story, by the way. Adding Unbelievable. A the Bulldogs. What will the Bulldogs player steal next? Um, well, Corey Allen, already, Corey Allen already stole my heart. So <laughs> a lot of them are stealing a living. Uh, but the yeah. bro- the broom's coming for a few of them. I saw today, like Dylan Napa to your boys apparently, and then there's like no, ten other over. players. They, they, we ruled it, ruled him out. For all right, good. And ten think, other players getting Ryan shown James. the door. I'm not going to run through them all, but like, yeah, it looks like a bit of a yeah. clean out, which is long overdue. Well, it's I all think Gus. The Broncos though. are signing Ryan James. That's why they <laughs> Not like there. the eight yeah. good players they signed before Gus got there. It's all Gus. Don't worry yeah, about it. It is. Uh, Rory Doyle says, just, have, hey, just having a shower beer and thinking back to the other week, best beers question. I remember the great beer that wasn't mentioned. Okay, well, this is why it wasn't mentioned, but the pre wedding calm down beer with best man, groom, groomsman, and presumably, presumably the lady version of the same. It's a good beer. It is a good beer. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have to, do you have to really calm down? So, uh, yeah, the calm down part, not really, because, like, yeah, I've never understood that. It's like you've been dating her since you were like four or something. Yeah, so well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like I do love that. Like, I, I think I've got a lot, right? Like, this, like, when you see a failed marriage proposal, it's like, how badly did you misread this situation? Like, I don't understand yeah. how failed marriage proposals happen. Like, do you not talk about these things in advance with these people or like date them well, for how a they happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand how anyone could ever misread a relationship to the point where they can not confidently propose to someone. Oh, you want me to propose to you after three months at the random South game we went to? Yeah. Well, you should probably should have said something. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, I like nothing more than a baseball stadium rejection. It's pretty funny. Because baseball has the time and space to really focus on it. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, did miss a question from poor old Eddie NZ, by the way, just above the Rory's. It says, uh, should suspensions be uh, longer when they disfigure a really, really, really ridiculously good-looking person? Uh, yes, they should. Definitely. Poor, poor Joey. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, okay, next question comes from... No, that's that's not the next one. My, my skin, thing skipped down. Here we go. From Matt Bungard. Yeah. 
You can read the little story there. He says, hey, guys, big fan. Quick question. Most likely to do this. Okay, I need your answer for this. So this is, we're loath to mention Sharon Fisting, but this is hilarious. Uh, North Melbourne Kangaroo star Jaden Stevenson has been hospitalized after fracturing his hip performing a mountain bike trick. According to the Kangaroos, the 22-year-old had been drinking with housemates at his home prior to the incident on Friday night. Stevenson lost his balance while performing the trick and fell to the concrete. Yeah. Uh, God, it's a hard one. Mountain bike trick makes it difficult. Because I don't know who mountain bikes, but I feel like this is a better, more understandable one than the guys who get this done, drunk and hurt at home. So, um, I don't know. Have you got any ideas? Have you, have you thought about it? I'm just... Josh Schuster, after Moses Uli peer pressures him into doing it. Uh, that's... Oh, well, that was apparently an act. Was I think we, we covered that, but whatever. But, yeah, that might be one. I don't know. I don't keep up on the... Like, I don't watch enough of the players on Instagram and shit to see who the ones are doing dumb shit all the time. I feel like Brian, Brian Toho might do something like this just because he's a fun-loving guy that... Yeah. See him mountain biking. God, he wasn't even drinking with other players. He was drinking with housemates too. It wasn't even like dumb footy guy thing. It was just like dumb dude thing. I think that's more relatable though. Dumb dude thing. We can't do dumb footy guy thing. We can do dumb dude thing. Yeah, we can. Like, okay. I'm I'm, I'm down for it. Uh, I think you got it with uh, Josh Schuster there. Okay. Good. Oh, God. This was like going to be a bad question with the reactions here. It is a bad question. God damn like it, Mario. It. I like it. I like it. Get a, you and your Storm hate. It's not 2012 anymore. Please ask both questions. Storm fans up, seem upset on social media. Do you, think, do you think they're going to be okay? I'm okay with mocking them. Again, we've agreed on a... We've, we, I think we've come, to, we've come to a consensus. And we reached a, we reached a parlay with the Storm fans. That they're allowed to be upset when their team does things wrong or when a ref makes a bad call against them, all that stuff. They're perfectly allowed to be upset, but in turn, we are also allowed to make fun of them because they win all the time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I agree. And the next question, Parrot is respectively resting Gusso for the last 13 minutes. Was that a balloon moment for the Storm Premiership window? Yeah, I think so. I don't see how they come back from this. Good questions, uh, How do they come back? You know, how come back? There no, you go. no chance. Uh, and he says, are the Eels back? Brenton Sloan says, are the eels back? That's not Andy. But, um, yeah, Brenton Sloan says, are the eels back? Go uh, on. Andy's melted my brain with these terrible That's fair. Um, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, they're back. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> they're back. There you go. Uh, Harvey, by the virtue of the longest active win streak at the moment, are the Knights currently the best team in the NRL? Sure. You don't believe that, Harvey, even as a troll question. Uh, they are the most okay-ish team. Uh, uh, they're fine. They might be the Roosters, though, next week. We'll see. And he said, when uh, Britton Sloan said, when the AFL expanded, I'm calling Britton Sloan he. What respect I have. I'm sorry, sir. When the AFL expanded into the Gold Coast of Western Sydney, went out of the way to sign rugby players as marquee signings. Oh, this, see, this is a good question, but for the wrong people. Uh, Need- which AFL player should the new Brisbane franchise sign? Uh, Chewy. What's that? What's that guy's name again? Um, Jonathan Brown. Ackerman. No, the weird name. The- Arazio Fantasia. That's it. Okay. <laughs> That's it. I was going to say uh, Facundo. Facundo. <laughs> That's a soccer player. There you go. Close enough. Uh, I know Buddy Franklin. I don't know him. And Nick Rewalt's pretty old, but... Um, Dustin Martin. Uh, Nick Natanui. But this is the thing. Why would an AF... The Brisbane... A Brisbane franchise wouldn't need an AFL player. No one cares about AFL there unless the Brisbane Lions are winning. Yeah, if they go to Perth, they'll need... Nick Natanui. Nick Natanui. Yeah, yeah. Perth Reds, Nick Natanui. A thousand percent. 
that's easy. Uh, and South Australia, I don't know. Uh, Tex Walker, that's a guy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, but is he the one that got done for being racist? Uh, yes, he is. No, I don't want um, him. Don't want him. Um, Eddie Betts. Right. Is that a guy? <laughs> that's a just guy. Get, no, we don't, actually, no. We don't need a player in South Australia. We just need Koshy to be the number one fan. Perfect. There we go. There you go. Uh, regularly wrong. What's your take on wrestling players week before finals? And should teams that play in later games get more leeway for releasing team lists? For instance, South and Manny will know when they finish on Friday, not on Tuesday when they name the side. Yeah, uh, I think for I think for South, well, for South in this case, it doesn't matter at all. Like they finish, they finish third, third no matter what. I think it means Roosters but, probably. Probably yes, but well, no, because Roosters the first game, right? Yeah, it's no on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, you know. well, yeah, but they can't change their team lists yeah, after right. they play. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think he, yeah. Manly is Manly and Parramatta is probably relevant yeah. as well to this. But um, yeah, I think it's fine, especially um, yeah, it's weird, right? Because Wayne Bennett was like today they asked him about it, and he said, "Oh, I don't think they should have a week off before the finals." But then he named a team with his entire first grade team not playing. So <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of a, that's kind of a mixed message, I think, from the from the old from the wily old master. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I see no issue with it. Like, if Penrith it happened so much in the past because what the season usually is ridiculous. Yeah, if, if Penrith want to name a full strength team, that's fine. And if and if um, Parramatta want to name like literally a reserve grade team after their biggest win of the season, so be it. And I don't buy into this. Like I've written about this. It doesn't matter. There's no such thing as momentum and form going. You, you can argue about in game stuff, whatever. There is no such thing as like game to game momentum. It doesn't exist. No, I think and, it can exist, but I don't think it exists for these teams at this time. It can They're exist the if team you are playing your top team every week and steamrolling teams and getting your confidence up. But resting yeah. all your good players for a game that means nothing is not going to affect team morale for a finals game next week. It just is not. The next week off. No. And I know because a couple of teams that rested like 15 years ago lost. Teams stopped doing it, but the last few years it's worked out fine because, yeah, we're better at managing that stuff. But also, like, yeah, it's a bit different this year because, like, South cannot move. The Storm and Panthers can, but, that, but some obviously declare they don't give a shit if they come first or not. Uh, Eels can, and they don't care either. Well, because they're just assuming that Manly are going to tonk the Cowboys before that, and which is, yeah. a, I think, a fair assumption. It is. And Manly and beat the Cowboys that, yeah. by 50 without Tom Tavoyevic. So <laughs> they're yeah. probably going to win. But yeah, I'm fine with the resting. And I think it's just, you don't want to risk some of those good players, honestly. Like if you can't, and if you, if that, yeah, like the teamless thing, mate. Imagine if your best player got suspended for six weeks in a meaningless game, two weeks before the finals. It'd be pretty bad. It'd be really annoying. The teamless stuff exists for certain reasons in rugby league. And obviously some would be betting related as well. Uh, that won't happen for those reasons. Like, you know, say like other sports, I don't force teams to name so early, but. Say, you know, as you mentioned there, Manly would know their future or whatever after the first Friday. I know we used to let this stuff happen in the past, but they're not going to let Manly switch the entire 17. Mm. I wouldn't care not. if they did, but whatever. No, I wouldn't either. I was saying for stakeholders in the game, they do care. Yeah. I wouldn't care at all. Uh, ben Wallace said, with a few journos running with the story that the loan system will become official in 2022, what are your thoughts on it? And he said, uh, do you think there's a way it could be used as a de facto trade system? Well, I think it's been good. And I think a trade system in this, I think it's it would a trade system would be great, I think. But uh, yeah. you know, uh, we've had sort of like what's the word clandestine trades like Moylan and Maloney and things like that in the past. But um, that an actual like trade system, I think that'd be fine. I'd love that. 
Yeah, um, I think so too. And I think like it's great if it comes in the loan system and trades as well, hopefully. But I mean, teams are doing pseudo trades anyway. The loan one is what actually is a good change just because like, you know, I know the Storm have got away with doing it because those guys will wait for the opportunity. But many, many a time we see clubs in a spot where they have young guys who want to leave when there's not a shot there for them, but you know it would be there in a year's time. Like, you know, even just this year, Brisbane probably wouldn't have lost Reese Walsh if they could have loaned him. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, John249 says, and I'll go back to the next one. How much content can someone produce before they, their standard of takes become soiled <laughs> by the need to produce quality rather than quantity? Should this level of content be called the Voss Kane line? I mean, there's oh. simply, there's too much Vossy. There's too much. I mean, again, Vossy, the, the Vossy I loved growing up and liked the commentator is Vossy at one point, he wasn't a takesman. He was a rugby league fan. Like his show was about being a fan of the game and, you know, boots and all existed. The fan existed. And on the commentary, he had opinions. Yeah. But a lot of it was like, you know, the corner post rule was one of his big things. I didn't hear much of his opinion throughout. Kind of like how Rab's opinions is never really anywhere. He's turned into a takes in the last couple of years and I can't stand it. Yeah. It's it's, too much. It's too much takesman. It is. It's it's tough to to go from a takes and then to try and act like you're bipartisan when the game's online, you know. And Kane hasn't got to produce takes, but he just he just likes being a takesman, a terrible takesman, but he loves the game. Yeah, gotta respect the man who doesn't know to retire, but Joel Kane just can't get the takes away, mate. A true and, uh, takesman. That's it. Manny P is Bunga to that money to Powers glorious locks because he's jealous he couldn't pull the look off himself. Hang on, first of all, I could a hundred. No, I couldn't. No white guy no. could pull off. Pull off that haircut. No. Second of all, I love his haircut. I think it looks yeah. great on him. I just said that I don't think pulling his hair accidentally should be a penalty because he's made a choice to grow his hair out like that. In NFL, that's not a penalty. Yeah. It's, it's because you can't grow it, isn't it? Well, again, <laughs> I could. It would just look terrible. It would. Uh, Jez Plus says, with the Roos, will the Roos knocking <laughs> South out in week two of the finals do enough to even the scale after the Manu incident? Oh, Jeremy. What's going done- You've done, you've done. Well, I think he just means like evening it out after the trail killed Joey Manu. Um, okay. He, yeah. Oh, Jeremy, okay. you, you've done too much good things for us recently for me to make fun of you. So I'll just say it's not going to happen. Uh, next question. You can answer this one too. We're drafting after this and people aren't. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to keep this close to my chest. And I realized, wait, he won't hear it till tomorrow. So. Yeah. So I'm picking. So we did a uh, Boom Rookies NFL Fantasy League. We can set up more people. We can do another one if 12. If, well, two of us obviously have to be in it. But if 10 more people want to play, just shout yeah. out Discord. Uh, and then you've got to be a patron. But yep. And I, and I did the random randomized draft three times. And I copped first pick, which I don't actually want. But yeah. Um, I have to pick McCaffrey, obviously, and it's super flex. Bungard's in pick four. Uh, you know, pick five, sorry. five, five, pick five. five. Uh, I'll be taking Lamar if he's there. Which so I, if be. I'm guessing that Mahomes, McCaffrey, and then you know Kamara and Cook would probably be the first four picks. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would take Lamar over either Kamara or Cook, regardless. But if Lamar goes before it gets to me, then I'll probably take. So I just don't know about Kamara this year without Breeze. I'm just kind no, of a, a little bit worried, but I actually hate picking in that little, that little spot. Not yeah. when Superflex is okay where you are. If you're not playing Superflex, I hate pick three to like six this year. Hate yeah, it. I agree. So um, Superflex, like you said, you just go. Oh, I'll just take Lamar. <laughs> yeah, which I will do. But if he's gone, it makes it a little bit tricky because I don't want um, 
I don't want Russell Wilson or I don't think Josh Allen should be taken that high. Um, uh, so yeah, I will probably just seeing how it goes. I might end up with Josh Allen or Kyle, Kyle Murray, to be honest, but um, yeah, we'll see. But um, I don't, I won't be taking Dalvin Cook or Kamara. Yeah, be, I don't mind Dalvin, but like, yeah, Kamara's that those changes with Breeze, like, not great. He's checked down merchants gone, and, and I know it's dumb, but I got burned by Saquon getting injured last year, so I'm scarred now. Also, it's like I'm, I'm a big Saquon guy, but it's just too early if he's not going to play two games. It's not dynasty, like, yeah. the two or three games matter because, like, if you win the first two games, there's so much pressure off of you the rest of the season. I just pulled out the rankings. Yeah, I know you're taking McCaffrey, so I will be yeah. taking a quarterback probably either Lamar, yeah. Allen, Murray, or Mahomes, whichever one. Yeah. Is left. Yeah, and like you can't take Derrick Henry. People love doing that, but you're too smart at fantasy to take him in PPR and pick. I just traded Derrick Henry for Trevor Lawrence in yeah. my dynasty league because yeah. So yeah, perfect. Um uh, okay. Okay. Next question. Good question, even though no one else cares. Good question for the for the, <laughs> the fellows who are in the fantasy league. Uh D Butts, what food has been your lockdown nemesis? What's a nemesis? Like, like have you something you've been eating too much of? <sighs> Um, I had to stop buying peanut butter. I was eating too much of it. I'm um, uh, what, what type of peanut butter? What, what what are we going for here? Like legit out of the jar on bread, not anything like just. Yeah, but what type of oh, peanut butter? Uh, like I I just cheap out and get Kraft Smooth. It's my favorite, but um, I don't love Kraft the expensive the ones. Butter. I don't love the expensive ones that Same. much. I think people are lying to themselves when they like get like twelve dollar peanut butters and tell me that it's oh it's amazing. Can't believe you eat that cheap stuff. It's like meh. Fuck you, um, but I've started. Cal- I've, 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 um, I've been kicking, kicking off the weight, the COVID kilos lately. I've been on a bit of a health kick, so nothing at the moment. Been calorie counting again, so um, yeah, I'm back on the well, right track, thankfully. Well, I, like I haven't been eating well through lockdown. I've got better again last few oh, weeks. Once I realised <laughs> as well, but like, but I'm also ever since I was a really a real fat fella like five plus years ago, I, I. Don't binge. Like I, re- like I'll eat bad things, but I'm, I'm, I'll never really sit down and eat like a full bag of chips or like keep eating the same bad thing like that. Like I just, it's mentally I can't, I can't even because like, the guilt gets me too much. Having been a giant man, even if I like went for a fucking marathon run, knew I had the calories left to eat like a block of chocolate and a bag of chips or something, yeah. I can't do it. Um, um so, but I, we have had some. Uh, grain waves in the house and not that I eat a lot of them, but uh, there's been a bit of snacking on grain waves, but I, oh. I do like, I like the super crunchy craft peanut butter. And yeah. I have a reason why I asked you specifically, because I've had the same issue is that <laughs> I don't, like a, a small spoon of peanut butter. It's just like, it's like a little fat bomb. Really. I don't feel too guilty having that as a, as a man who eats a low carb, high fat a lot of the time. And then I just started realizing, Oh, well, we used to have a jar and it lasts like a week or two because I eat like a little spoon as a snack once a day. Yeah, yeah. Then the spoon just like, I looked at my desk on last Monday and there was like four spoons on my desk. And I was like, okay. And then suddenly you're in a this. corner, two fingers deep in yeah. the jar, just fucking going yeah. to town. Um, so yeah, but I'm, oh, yeah. Anything else you, you really cracking? Uh, I mean, again, like I've really pulled, like I'm only drinking on the weekends now. Um, uh, Nick Campton's doing the same thing. I think he said he's only drinking one day a week. So, because obviously beer drinking was through the roof when we went back into lockdown. So, um, yeah, just really peeling back on that as well. It's been yeah. again. Um, yeah. So, I've got a new system now. I've just been like 
monitoring my weight and my calories again. So I only drink on the weekend if I weighed in on the Friday at less than the previous Friday. So it's well, good to say I'm actually, a ca- I don't drink at home often. I've done it some lockdown, but actually I don't drink as much as like, like in general anyway, because of the, that reason. But yeah, I haven't drunk that much in the lockdown, but Aurora ball nights. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a, I'm a social drinker. I've never really been one to drink at home. So no, nor have I, but obviously with lockdown, your social drinking is your home drinking. So it just yeah, becomes it all that easier. But what, what I have been like, we've been doing like, you know, Friday or something that would like make a meal. We spent like all week working on kind of thing or a few days on. So that's been good. But yeah. anyway, uh, next question. Oh, why have I lost this question? In Quagliata, who will the Lions play in the Super Bowl? There it is. Oh, yeah. So obviously uh, the Browns. The <laughs> good odds on that. Ah, I'm sure. Uh, RCB Sharks. Now that Politis publicly slammed the shit rules, how long till they are wound back permanently? Could happen this week. Did I miss this? What shit rules did he publicly uh, slam? So he went on to Roosters Radio, that Roosters podcast today. And as you know, the content farmers over at Fox Sports and similar, many people have found it. And he had some comments about this week as well, but he's thinking about the rules. He's essentially said the rules are shit house and they advantage my team and they suck. You know, it's like it's boring, took defense out of the game. Yeah, so he Politis went pretty hard at it, and we know he's standing in the game, and we know he's influencing the game. I think it'll mean something. I agree. When yeah. high-profile people criticize things, they change. That's just how this yeah. works. Like it's end up, it's on like like well, obviously because we're recording when this really started breaking out, but it's like on Fox uh, Channel Seven AAP and stuff now. But he's. Uncle Nick, some of the quotes are, he's like, I think fans are going to get really pissed off and turn off the TV. They've watered down defense so much the last few years. I think the product's worse. The rules probably suit us, but we can all predict next year's outcome. The same four or five clubs will be at the top. Look at the for and against. You've got Melbourne on 700 plus. Good on him. Yep. Good on him. That's um, it. It benefits him and even if he's bored. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull up those quotes now while you keep asking questions. Yeah. And I'll re- keep reading. But yeah, so the game is a mess. The new rules are stupid. <laughs> yeah, I got it now. You can't keep watching your team lose by 30 to 40, 50, 60 points week after week. Well, he's not wrong. Yeah, good. He is not wrong. God, if you want to fan one of those teams that are attacking players, yeah, that's it. It's actually quite good quotes from the old codger. Good on him. Uh, like legitimately, that's good news. Nigga, see, that's the thing I'm always arguing with the NRL when you go back to the game we've had and had for over 100 years. Good well, on him. People, like the when we had the penalty crackdown, like that never would have stopped if like people at certain media outlets hadn't just started hammering it like yeah. constantly. But yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing. Is it enough players to go around for all clubs to be competitive with new rules? Very good point, mate. They want to expand <laughs> as well. Uh, Benny DTD, despite having to play a spot on 360, do you think Ben Eichen might actually be a decent administrator with a future in the game? Too early. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like some of the signs. I'm not liking a lot of the average signings of like guys who are like 27 to 30 who just will never play for us or barely play. But I also think some of the things are the signings they haven't made. <laughs> it's just been good. Every shit player under the sun's been offered to them. So, yeah. We'll see. Speak some sense, though. Mario Siegs, what do you rate as the worst, as most baffling recruitment decision ever? And what is the strangest retention decision ever? He ever. votes Mary being sitting by the Dragons multiple times. Um, Ever. Ever. So recent memory, I think Penrith giving Regan Campbell-Gillard five more years and then shipping him out to Parramatta like seven months later. I think yeah. that was pretty strange. Um, 
the the worst worst is so there's so many that are bad um, oh, we're not going to say ever because there's no. always worse but um well I, I think obviously the probably the most seismic in terms of its ramifications was the bulldogs letting jonathan thurston leave yes uh and like some bad ones recently like the croaker deal for Canberra's disasters i don't care what anyone says uh, the one, the strangest retention decision of my lifetime was when the Broncos punted Petro for Joel Clinton. Yep. Both of those. And then they brought <laughs> Petro back like five years later and he was still better than Joel Clinton. Petro played in the finals game more recently than the West Tigers. There you go. There's yep. a fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not great. Uh, the Mary one is a good shout by him though. Yeah, it is. Anyway, you think the Storm will be kind enough to have more, three more losses than that they have to have in the next three weeks? No. <laughs> Uh, Storm questions. I hate the loss we had to have concept, by the way. But so no one wants to lose football games. And Thorson has asked that question. No. <laughs> Is he taking he's got to be taking the piss? Yeah, he's he a Storm fan. Okay. Uh, okay. Wayne says, assuming for the question that Connor Tracy is the number three, outside mm-hmm. of the top three, and assuming that they have the softest middle on the combo, other teams would you have as a better than the Sharks back five? Right now. Well, well, right now. Well, Jesse, Jesse Ramian's quietly in cracking form. Yeah. The, the King is, is obviously a great fullback. Um, uh, yeah. And then you have Sonny Katoa on one wing. And then the other wing, when they're fully fit, you have Ronaldo Mulatalo. Yeah. You might be onto something that that back line outside of those good. top three. I said, well, when we answered the previous yeah. question about picking four players, I mean, it was really only Connor Trace that you're looking at as like, and yeah. he's been all right. Like, he's not bad. Yeah, but like, do they have something. a considering the injuries the Roosters have? Do they have a better back five than them? Maybe. Do they? Maybe, yeah. Do they have a better back five than the Raiders? Uh, possibly. Yes. Pro- probably. Titans, I think. Yes. Warriors. Yes. Dragons. Yes. Tigers. Yes. Cowboys. Yes. Broncos. Yes. Bulldogs. Yes. Knights. Uh, maybe Knights, not. Maybe uh, not just because of Ponga and, and Ponga are both sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's close though. Yeah. Parramatta, Eels. I don't think so. Probably not if they're fully fit. Or close. Yeah, but that, I think I think they're probably enough. fifth or sixth at worst. So, yeah. Very happy with that. They can yeah. be. Uh, RCB Sharks again. I haven't seen this one, actually. He said, Tiger Tails at four was slapped together like a cheap mascot uh, apartment. On a time, money, hey. COVID stuff, or was it too sad? Without, well, we're recording this from a cheap mascot apartment. Thank <laughs> you very much. Not the one that's condemned, though. That's 50 meters away. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it. So I don't know. Uh, I've seen the first three. I haven't seen the last ones there. Also, I can't comment. Uh, ben Quagliata, why do people like mint chocolate and where did it all go wrong in their lives? I never thought, damn, I could really go for some Colgate right now while eating some dairy milk. Nah, that's that's garbage. Get him out of here. Uh, well, mint chocolate is saying. Uh, mint chocolate don't, is grouse. There's more about? mint choc chip people eat, right? Like but, mostly, largely mint with a bit of chocolate. No, but hang on. Mint slice is the best biscuit. Mint slices are very good, actually. So, and that's just pure toothpaste in a biscuit, and it's delicious. So, it is delicious. I'm not um, a big mint guy, but you're making a great point right there. Mint this, this is this is the man who thinks Monaco bars are better than Maxi Bond. So, how can we trust that, so, yeah. a word he says? And he doesn't like caramel either. Yeah, and he lives in Tasmania. So, is it is it a fear of flavor for our friend Ben Quagliata? Is it, is it too <laughs> much? <laughs> All those 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 um. <laughs> he doesn't like the um the texture of the bumpy side of the maxi bond. It's too, a bit too much for him. <laughs> uh, Michael Darren seventy nine. Would having South v Roosters scheduled for Latrell's return twenty twenty be great? Be great theatre or a bit too WWE? Well, they'll know 
by the time they do the yeah. schedule because like South season will be over and we'll see whether he misses three games this year or four or five. So, um, yeah, right. yeah, I think they will do it. I really do. But they have to. Those those are the things like the, those rivalry games are the ones that matter the most. I want them to do that. Yeah. I want them to do that. 100% do that. It'd be sick. Yeah, of course. And just before we finish up, a couple of questions over on Twitter. But not all uh, of them. Sorry? But not all of them. No, there's only a couple. <laughs> uh, yo, what's your name? Says, what's some rule change we need next year? Is it no six again own half, a penalty for inside own half? No six agains. You had it. No you six didn't six against, the that's words. it. That's again, it. I don't like, actually mind it when it's the attacking team on the goal line, but that is it. And even then, I don't yeah. love it, but that's fine. Even but the that's oh, choice is yours. I just want to, for mine... Yeah, the choice. that you could, they, The ref can yell out option, and you can just be like, no. Penalty. So if I have to change something, okay, I'm getting rid of this again, but then I'm bringing back genuine quick taps and it doesn't like, I don't care if they're on the mark exactly. That's it. That's part of the penalty you pay. And also if a player is in front of them, I don't care that it's out of play. So there you go. If you want to punish change, you get penalized. You can quick tap at any time. For guys in front of the guy tapping, it doesn't matter because you you're getting rewarded the team who got the penalty. So that's like replace the six again. You can still keep the game rolling when the guys can just tap it instantly. Um, and then this one we asked a lot. Asked a lot, but Booners says, "How would you boys fix a team with a pod? They're not so mighty West Tigers." And honestly, we've been asked that so many times. I don't think we have any answers, do we? Uh we can't. That's the whole episode in the off season, I think. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. All that's right. the questions. We did it. All right. So enjoy the games this weekend, and we will see you all next week for our finals previews. So say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.